Sailing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. We've been talking about sailing of God's people and how essential it is and a profound truth that it must, the body of Christ must be sealed. And that sealing is Christ, Christ alone. You see by the Holy Ghost until the day of redemption. But if we walk in the light as he's in the light, then we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. The sealing is progressive. We have to believe God's word. But after we have received the word of truth, then we're sealed by the Holy Ghost until the day of redemption. And it's progressive. So the past of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more into the perfect day. Nobody said, well, why should I just stru- uh, study prophecy? Why should I seek for these things that God has said he will do when we're talking about Israel, which is across the, the great ocean? Because God said that he would do these things. And he shows us that he is God by the only religious book in the world that does something that no other religious book does, and that is God tells things before they happen to let you know that he is God. He foretells us what he's going to do, that you are my witnesses that I am God, for I tell you these things before they happen. He's doing the same in Ezekiel 36 through 39. Is there two wars there? Is there just one war? And what does it have to do with a rapture? And a full warning of the true revelation of Jesus. The true revelation of Jesus Christ that God gives judgment for one reason, that all may know that he is God. He does not do judgment to destroy people. It's God's not willing that any should perish but all should come to repentance. So God does judgment late to the line and righteousness to the plummet that it may overflow in righteousness that all may know him from the least to the greatest foretelling us what he's going to do, revealing that he is God because I told you before what I'm going to do. No other religious book in the world does that. Now in Ezekiel 36 God says, very basically, you've been scattered all over the world, Israel, the nation Israel, because you profane my holy name through your disobedience. But he said, I'll gather you into your own land. And this I'll do, not for your sake, not for any of your righteousness or your holiness, but for my great name's sake. I sanctify my name. For my great name's sake, I do this. Now, he has brought Israel into her homeland, May the 14th, 1948. We all know that Israel was made a nation then. This was prophesied by the Lord here in Ezekiel 36. 586 B.C., Israel was literally destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar. Stopped being a nation. Dispersed all over the world. Diaspora and literally scattered into all different nations, having no country of their own, no nation of their own. But God said back then, in Ezekiel, I will gather you, and I will place you in your own land. But when I do, 
there will be an army in the uttermost parts of the north that will think an evil imagination against you, that will come to take you as a prey and a spoil. In the latter days, in the latter years, is when this will happen. God then telling us what he's going to do. And this is of God, that he would be sanctified among the heathen, that all may know him from the least to the greatest. For the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth as the waters cover the seas. We pick this up. That's Ezekiel 36, Ezekiel 37. He talks about Israel being dry, dead bones. And Ezekiel is asked, can they live? And he said, Lord, thou knowest. Prophesy over these bones. As he began to prophesy, the bones came together. And then, as he prophesied again, flesh came upon them, and there stood up a great army. Now, we can see that this will also apply not only to the nation of Israel, but also in the last days, the spiritual Israel, the church of the living God. No replacement theology. In Genesis 12, God said to Israel, uh, God said that Israel would be a great nation and told that to Abraham. I'll make of you a great nation and all the nations of the earth will be blessed in you. That's the national Israel that promised to Abraham all to the fathers, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. This is what is referred to by Paul in the book of Romans chapter 9, 10, and 11 that he has not forsaken or cast away his people that he foreknew. He has not cast away Israel after the flesh, the nation Israel, for the Father's sake, the oath that he made to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, etc. And as long as there is a sun, moon, and stars, that covenant stands with the nation of Israel. He calls Israel my nation, my country. He calls Jerusalem my city. It's God's city. There in Ezekiel 38, he talks about this army that's coming against the nation of Israel. We know in Genesis 15, he said there would be a seed of Abraham, which is the church and heirs according to that promise. But there is no replacement theology. There is the nation Israel, and there's the spiritual Israel, the church, and they are different. God has always honored his covenants that he makes, and that is with national, national Israel. Now, in Ezekiel 38, we have the nations that's coming against Israel. We know right now in the Iranian proxy, we have Iran, Iraq. We have the Hamas. We have Lebanon or the Hezbollah. All of these are against Israel. It's anti-Semitic. Most of the nations in the United Nations, 90% of the resolutions are somehow in one way or another against Israel. The nations just simply hate Israel. God's nation, God's country. This 
is prophesied what will befall the people of God in the latter days. And he said it's in the latter years that this will come to pass, showing us what he's going to do. He said it shall be in the latter days, and I will bring this northern army against my land. He calls Israel my land. Who, who is this northern army? Who is this land of the north coming against God's people? Well, we see in Ezekiel 38. We have Ezekiel being talked to, and the word of the Lord came unto Ezekiel, saying, Son of man, set thy face against the land of Magog, against Gog, the land of Magog. Gog is not a person, but is a title of authority, like Pharaoh, or king, or president. In the land of Magog. Now, Magog, there is the prince of Rosh, which we know is Russia. Some will say they disagree with that. But as we go on, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, Meshach is the old name of the capital of Western Russia, which is now Moscow, and Tubal, which is Toborsk in Russia. So it definitely alludes to Russia, Meshach and Tubal. But there are other nations that will be in alliance with him in this coalition. And that will be in verse uh, 5, we see Persia which is modern-day Iran. We also see Ethiopia, Cush, the land of Cush. Ethiopia in Africa, and Libya in northern Africa. And it says also Gomer and all his bands, the house of Togarma, or Beth Togarma, which is Asia Minor and Turkey. All of these are in alliance today against Israel. What does that let us know? It knows that we're in the last of the last days. On the 19th of January, 2019, we were visited of the Lord, saying, Seal my people by my word, as I am sending the angel from the east, having the seal of the living God, so send I you. That was a profound word. And we knew that it would be in the last of the last days, that this sealing would take place. And yet God said, I'm doing it now. Nothing of our righteousness or our holiness, but simply as a servant to the body of Christ, we started the podcast and doing it. And as we see the news reports of the Iranian proxy of Hamas and Hezbollah, Hamas literally barraged over 4,000 rockets upon the nation Israel in one month here recently. And then Hezbollah has started. They have, in their own right, over 150,000 missiles, GPM. Uh, These are uh, literally guided programmable missiles over and covering all of Israel to at least, they say, 150,000 missiles. Not just 4,000, 150,000. And some say upwards of 250,000 missiles. Now, this has an effect upon 
all the nations of the world, internationally, globally. And God said that Israel in the last day, Jerusalem, would be a burdensome stone, and all nations would be against it. Now, is this war leading us into Armageddon? And the answer is yes. And we'll see that in the Word of God. And he says that they will come against the land of Israel. It's right there in formation now. All of them in agreement to destroy Israel. Iran, Persia, Togorum. Uh, there we have in Beth Togorma, Turkey. All of these are in alliance. Russia supplying the arms, weaponry. Now we know Israel has an iron dome. 90% of the rockets that were fired from Hamas were intercepted. But what of a barrage of 150,000, not rockets, but missiles, GPMs? Are they able to handle that? And even though Israel might think they can, there's a time coming when God himself will intervene for his great name's sake, for his judgment to be made manifest in the earth, that all may know him, that he sanctifies his name among the heathen. And he says there, I'm the one that will bring the northern army against Israel. You see, Jeremiah, the prophet to the nations, the first vision that he saw, God asked him, Jeremiah, what seest thou? He said, I see a rod of an almond tree. Thou hast well seen, God said. I will hasten my word to perform it. Now, what in the world would that mean? I see a rod. Well, the rod is a rod of stem of Jesse. It's Jesus, the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, the power of God. Thou see a rod of an almond tree. An almond tree is Bethel, Luz. Bethel was first called Luz, which is almond. And it's a rod of an almond tree. It is a rod of the Bethel, the house of God. So we know that we will have the victory. That read like unto a rod given to the body of Christ. Just as Moses had a rod, he took the tail end of it, or the business end of it was God and is God. He is the God of battles. He is the Lord that will fight our battles and Israel's battles here in the last days. The second vision that Jeremiah sees, he said, what seest thou, Jeremiah? He said, I see a seething pot, a boiling pot, and the face thereof is toward the north. God said, for out of the north, a great evil shall befall all the inhabitants of the land. Notice what happens there. In Jeremiah, as we read that in Jeremiah, that's that second vision. He says, I will call all the families of the kingdoms of the north, the same that we're seeing in Ezekiel, all the families of the north, saith the Lord, and they shall come and they shall 
set everyone his throne at the entering of the gates of Jerusalem and against all all the walls thereof round about and against all the cities of Judah and will utter my judgments against them touching all their wickedness who have forgotten me and have burned incense into other gods and worshiped the works of their own hand. Now, we find that's coming out of the north, and it's against all the inhabitants of the land. It's a troublous stone to all the nations, not just the Iranian proxy, Turkey, Russia. It's all the nations of the earth, and we're going to see that happen in the last days. As he talks about that God said in that day, I'm going to destroy all of that army to the point that it will take seven years to burn all the weaponry. And it'll take seven months to bury all the dead in Hamongog. And they'll call it Hamona the multitude of slain. This God will do judgment to the lion, righteousness to the plummet, and it will epoch in God's judgments upon all the nations that come against Israel and against Jerusalem, Zechariah 14, and destroy all. And he says at that time, I'm going to make a great supper a feast for all the fowls. So much slain of the Lord, he said, that gather yourselves and assemble on every side to my sacrifice. That I do sacrifice for you, every feathered fowl and every beast of the field, even a great sacrifice upon the mountains of Israel, that you may eat flesh and drink blood. You, all the fowl of the air, the feathered fowl, and the beast of the field, you shall eat the flesh of the mighty, drink the blood of the princes of the earth, of rams, lambs, goats, of bullocks, and of all them fatlings of Bashan. You shall eat fat till you be full, drink blood until you be drunken, of my sacrifice which I have sacrificed for you. You will be filled at my table with horses, chariots, with mighty men, and with all men of war, saith the Lord God. That is a time that we see in Revelation 16 of Armageddon, the gathering of all nations into the plains of Megiddo, the valley of Jehoshaphat, the valley of Jezreel, God will sow. Jehoshaphat, God will judge. The valley of the king's dale, where many a battle was set in that valley and was that valley of decision where king's fates were determined right there at that battle. God said, he said, uh, there's a warning. Because at this time, before that battle of Armageddon, 
And he talks about the sixth angel pouring out a vial, wherein is filled up the wrath of God upon the great river Euphrates. And the waters thereof were dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits. Somebody said, Trinity's not in the Bible. Yes, it is. And it is right before Armageddon. It's the last warning of God to those to come to the true Jesus, the real Jesus, the Holy One of Israel, not a Holy Trinity. It's the last day admonishing. Therefore, the people to turn to the Lord their God who is one. Not a Trinitarian, not a binary, not a Tunis doctrine, the Lord said unto my Lord, not realizing there's but one Lord, and not a oneness doctrine, where Jesus, the man, is standing on the right hand or sitting on the right hand of God, and God, Jehovah, is sitting in the throne, not realizing that the man Christ Jesus, who overcame and him set, S-E-T, down with my Father in his throne. He is the Father of glory. That is the revelation of Jesus Christ. He made himself of no reputation to become a man. Worked salvation, died, buried, rose again, and went back to his former glory. Glorified by the Father's own self. All power in heaven and earth given unto him, the man. That man, Christ Jesus, whom you crucified, Acts 2.36, God has made him both Lord and Christ, the Holy Ghost, which is now given to us. He says there are three unclean spirits. This is what's revealed. John sees it. All that are in the body of Christ. As John the Baptist forerun Jesus' first coming, so John, in the spirit of Elijah, in that spirit of restoration, will forerun Jesus' second coming, the second advent, before the great day, the terrible day of the Lord comes. This is what John sees, the ones that are in God. John said, and I saw the ones in the body of Christ understand the damnable doctrine of Trinity. John says, I saw it. I see it before Armageddon. It's a warning to the people to turn to the Lord God Almighty, who is one, the blessed and only potentate, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipotent God, omnipotent God, omnipresent God, omniscient God, who only hath immortality, just Jesus only, not a trinity. So he goes and says, I saw, John saw, the ones in the body of Christ, saw three unclean spirits like frogs. What are they? Come out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. There's your trinity. The dragon is a false father. The beast is a false son. And the false prophet is a false Holy Ghost. Three individual spirits 
supposedly one. And these three spirits, he says, are the spirits of devils working miracles because they do not give Jesus a glory due unto his name. Jehovah is salvation. Not a Jehovah Junior, not a Spirit Junior. Here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And at one, I and my Father are one, is heis. Not in union, one and the very same Spirit. John 10, 30. He is that blessed and only potentate. 1 Timothy 6, 15, 16. There's not another God. He's making it very clean, clear here. And that the ones that have an ear to hear will come out of Babylon and be separate. Come and let us return to the Lord God Almighty. For he hath torn, he will heal us. He has smitten, he will bind us up. After the second day, he will revive us. We're in the third day now. He's going to raise up the true body of Christ and we will live in his sight. If we follow him to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning. And he, Jesus alone, will come to us as the rain, the former and the latter. This is the shaking going on among the nations. And not the least grain will fall to the ground. But I'll destroy all the sinners of my people by the sword, which say no evil shall prevent nor overtake us. Babylon says, I said a queen, I am no widow. I will see no sorrow. There are no birth pangs in me. By peace destroying many. When God said, this is the work that I'm doing, a strange work and bring to pass his act, his strange act, Isaiah 28. He's laying judgment to the lion, righteousness to the plummet. Not to destroy mankind, but to reveal the height, depth, length, and width of Christ. That he alone is God and there's not another. He is that God. He is that spirit. The Lord Jesus is that spirit. He's not a part of the Godhead. He is God. He's not one-third of the Godhead. He is God. He is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. The Lord is that spirit. Who's the Lord? Jesus Christ. That's the revelation of Christ. John sees these three unclean spirits. They are coming out of the mouth. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Out of the mouth of the dragon. Well, what does he speak? He has two horns like a lamb. It sounds good. Two horns like a lamb. Looks like it. But he speaks as a dragon. It's out of the mouth of the dragon. And out of the mouth of the beast. And out of the mouth of the false prophet. Jesus, the son of God, is the father revealed. He's the image of the father revealed in flesh. Who is this false, this false beast, this false son of God? He's an image to the beast. The beast that had the deadly wound and was healed, that they think is Christ and who's ever to make war against him. They make an image to that beast, an image to the, what they think is the son of God. Jesus, the true Christ, is the image of the father. When you've seen him, you've seen the father. The words that he spoke were not his own. The Father that dwelleth in him 
houses permanently in him forever. He's the one doing the works. He was the one healing the sick, cleansing the leper, raising the dead, casting out devils, opening blind eyes, loose the dumb tongue, the lame walking, the captive going free. It was not the son of God in the flesh. He said, I cannot of my own self do nothing. Only what I see the father do. Where's the father? Dwelling in Christ Jesus, housing permanently in the man, Christ Jesus. To the point where Jesus said, you've seen me, you've seen the father. And how sayest thou then, show us the father. The words that I speak are not mine. The father that dwelleth in me, houses permanently in me. Greek word katakeo. Houses permanently in me. He's the one doing the works. He's the one doing this. And if I with the finger of God cast out devils, know ye the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. So before Armageddon, before the final battle, the battle of the ages, John says, uh, I saw it. All the body of Christ will see it. And you, if you're in it, you can come out and be in the true Jesus, the real Jesus. John states in John, and there in Revelation 16, 13, John says, I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, out of the mouth of the false prophet, three unclean spirits. There's your trinity. And he goes on and says, and I saw three unclean spirits like frogs. They are the spirits of devils working miracles. Revelation 16, 14. Now, I was raised in a Baptist church, Trinity. My mom was a Sunday school teacher. And I came into God at 27 years old, seeking the Lord, found I was called to preach. And they sat back and read the word of God three years at home while my wife worked. And I had Alex Connor Strong's concordance and began reading, listening to men of God over the years and then seeing what the Bible, the Word of God states, that there's no Trinity except right here in the Word of God. We're going, oh, well, there's three that bear record in heaven, the Father, Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. They're one in the same spirit. Heist again, not a union. First John 5, 7. The Father is the administrative office of that same spirit. The Word is the expression office of that same spirit. The Holy Ghost is the power office of that same spirit. Father, Word, and Holy Ghost. One spirit. Different functions. Same spirit. It's not a trinity. These three are one. One and the same spirit. The different functions. I'm a father to my son and daughter. But I'm also a husband to my wife. And I'm also a friend of my friends. Well, there's three different functions. I'm a father. That I have children. There I am a husband to my wife. That's a different office, different function. Same, I'm same person. And I'm a friend of my friend. I'm a friend. Well, that's I'm the same person. There are three different functions of the spirit. Same spirit. Father, word, Holy Ghost. Father, whenever he's creator of all things, which is Jesus Christ. 
Colossians 1, 16, 17. He created all things. Whether it be thrones, principalities, powers, things visible and invisible, all things were made by him, Jesus Christ, for him and for his good pleasure. He is that Father of glory. We find in Isaiah 9, 6, his name is wonderful, Counselor, the mighty God. He is the mighty God, the everlasting Father. But very few understand that. But they will in the last days. There will be a great multitude that will come out of the Trinity doctrine, coming to the one God revelation. And John will be one of the reasons why. Because John said, I saw, I understood these three spirits, this Trinity, but they're unclean. They're not right. They're coming out of the mouth of these false spirits, these seducing spirits, out of the mouth of the dragon. Well, that's a seducing spirit. The dragon gives the Antichrist his seat and great authority. Who's ever to make war against the dragon? Who's ever to make war against the beast? Arms shall stand on his part. He will forecast his devices and prosper. He will divide the prey among and the spoil among the people. By peace, he will destroy many. He'll cleave to those that forsake the holy covenant of Jesus with flatteries. Very deceitful. Well, John warns us of it. He said, I'll tell you what I saw. I saw a trinity. There are three unclean spirits coming out of the mouth of the dragon. These are definitely seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, but very strong seducing spirits that God said, I'd seen, I'll send them strong delusion because they do work miracles. And Paul states that in 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter. He said, these, they are spirits of devils. This, this man of sin, the son of perdition, that opposes all that is God, or that is worship, so that he as God, capital G-O-D, set up in the temple of God, capital G-O-D, showing himself that he is God. How? Through these miracles, signs, miracles, and lying wonders. Spirits of devils working miracles. God himself is the one sending strong delusion. And John's warning us of it here before the battle of Armageddon. Before God destroys all the nations that come against Israel. And when he does, so great a fire. The first as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. God then destroyed the earth there by water, a flood. It rained 40 days, 40 nights. The heavens were open, the windows of heaven, and the great deep open. And the water stayed up on the earth 150 days. Revelation 9, sixth trump, fifth trumpet. Locust plague lasts for five months, 150 days. Exactly the same time as the flood. And the locusts tormented those that have not the seal of God in their forehead. Friend, we've got to be sealed. And that is the truth. Seal, sanctified them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. We have to know this word. Not only be a hearer of the word, but a doer. Blessed are those that read and keep the sayings of the book of this prophecy. 
It is the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. Sent and signified it by his angel unto John. God's sealing the people now, the ones that have an ear to hear. But there's a warning against this Trinity doctrine in which it's deceived the whole world. The whole world lies in deception. It says so. Revelation 17, 18 says the, the mystery of this mystery of Babylon, the great, the mother of hearts and abomination of the earth. Remember, Paul said in 2 Thessalonians 2 that he opposes all that is God as his worship so that he as God setteth up in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God, capital G-O-D. God says, I will send you strong delusion because you had pleasure in unrighteousness. And because of that, that they all might be damned who received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Well, these, he's the Antichrist showing himself he's God. Well, in Revelation 17, this mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth is in all bold, capitalized, bold letters denoting deity. Jesus, all capital letters. But this is in lieu of Christ. This is an antichrist. She rides upon a scarlet-colored beast. She cannot wear the blue. She wears purple and scarlet. But she cannot wear the blue. Why? Because blue states that this is the Father. She will never confess that Jesus is the Father. She cannot wear the blue, the heavenly expanse. She will not confess Jesus as the Father of glory, as the Spirit of God, that he is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. He is the Tetragrammaton. He is Yahweh. He is Elohim. He's all God is, the everlasting Father of glory. So they viewed themselves out, his cisterns that can hold no water. Wandering stars, true trees, plucked, twice plucked up by the roots. John warns here. Said this devil's going to show himself that he's God. Revelation 17, John says, Mr. Belmont, the great, the mother of hearts, abomination, there is, is all in bold letters denoting deity. But something changes in Revelation 19. And then Jesus comes down, having a name written on his thigh. King of kings and Lord of lords, all in capitalized bold letters. Why? Because it's destroyed Babylon. It's destroyed the lies and the false doctrines. And everything that was man-made, he has destroyed. He said he would. Paul told us about it in Hebrews 12. He said, the Lord hath promised yet once more. I shake not only the earth, as he did in the days of Moses. I shake also heaven, that all that can be shaken may be removed as the things that are made. Every man-made doctrine of Trinity, every man-made doctrine of a binary two-ness, or every man-made doctrine of oneness, that the man is not God, but he's sending at the right hand of God, but he's not God but he has God in him still. No. The true doctrine of Christ that he is the father of glory. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is antichrist that hath denied both the father and the son. Why? 
Because Christ is the Father. He is that Spirit. Christ is the Son. Why? Because the Son is the Father revealed in the days of his flesh. That office of the Son of God is the Father revealed. The Father's invisible Spirit. The Son is that invisible Spirit made visible. Same Spirit. There we have John in the last days saying, I saw it. Before Armageddon, I saw it. Three unclean spirits like pro coming out of the mouth. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Not of God. Definitely spiritualists because they work miracles. Spirits of devils working miracles. Just as Paul stated would happen in 2 Thessalonians 2, they would have many signs, miracles, and lying wonders that if it were possible, the very elect would be deceived. That's strong a delusion. And it is that seducing spirits and doctrines of devils having a conscious here with a hot iron. And we see that many will fall away in the last days. 1 Timothy 4.1 The Spirit speaketh expressly that some in the latter days shall depart from the faith, giving heed to these seducing spirits. Doctrines of devils. We're seeing it now. John says, I see, I see the Trinity. I see three, but they're unclean spirits. Coming out of the mouth of the beast, dragon, beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. Who are they? These are the spirits of devils doing what? Showing themselves that they're God. Signs, miracles, lying wonders. Spirits of devils working miracles. And he goes on and says, Behold, God said, which go forth to all the kings of the earth and of the whole world. What are they doing? To gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. That's Armageddon. That's what we're reading, reading against the northern army against Israel in Ezekiel 36 through 39, what we're reading in Zechariah 14 that we're reading about right here in Revelation in the 16th chapter of Armageddon. And God said, I will be sanctified. I will destroy all them that come against Jerusalem. They will literally be so many dead at this Supper that all the feathered fowl, beasts of the field, will be drunken with blood. They'll have continual employment for seven months, burying the dead, and of continual employment. It'll take seven months to cleanse the land. And seven years to burn the weapons. That long. Then the earth, that land will be cleansed. First time by water, this time by fire. Well, what do we see? He said there to gather them. There together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. The gatherings of all nations in the plains of Megiddo, right outside Israel, fighting against Israel to destroy her. 
Is there a pre-trib rapture? No. Because this battle runs right into Armageddon. It is one of the same. We find he talks about this to Babylon the Great, who she is in Revelation 17. Revelation 18 goes about how God destroys her, this false church. And then Revelation 19, he talks about at this time that he's going to gather an angel standing in the sun. And he cried with a loud voice saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, come and gather yourselves together into the supper of the great God that we just saw in Ezekiel 38, 39. For they, that they may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses, and of them that sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. And I saw the beasts and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sits on the horse and against his army, against the people of God. And we find that the beast was taken to false prophet and that had saved them, that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshiped his image, which is a trinity. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. The remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceedeth out of his mouth, that all the fowls were filled with their flesh. In Ezekiel 38, Ezekiel 39, he said, I'm going to set up my kingdom. David, my servant, will rule over them. It'll be established forever. There's your millennial kingdom. It starts and shows exactly that millennial temple in Ezekiel 42, 48. But I'm talking about the war before that. I'm talking about this battle of the king of the north. And we have it in place now with a great hatred against Israel. What does that let us know? We're in the last of the last days. God's sealing is going on now to those that have an ear to hear. Or you know that you know. Make your calling and election sure. Making sure you're doing the will of God because anyone that does not do the will of God for their life, God working in you, God working in you, both the willing to do what? Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Or it's God that worketh in you, both the willing to do of his good pleasure. You've got to do the will of God. Brother Beard, I've got to do the will of God. If I don't, I won't make heaven. Here's your Matthew 7. Not all the saying to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven because they did not do the will of God. It's just that simple. There's no pre-tribulation rapture. It's immediately in Revelation 19. He comes down with the armies of heaven. And there he gathers together immediately after the tribulation, the great tribulation of those days. He says his angels have gathered together his elect. There's no seven years in heaven where you have been pre-tribulation raptured and eat there at a marriage supper of the Lamb and getting fat for seven years. There's one and one coming and once and for all. And that is where we're at now. If the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, bears witness with your spirit that this is the truth, we'd love to hear from you. God is sealing His people now in the truth. 
We'd like to be one with you in the unity of the faith. Write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Or you can drop me a message. Or if you have a question, simply send it to me. I'll do my best to answer. At sealinggodspeople.org, sealinggodspeople.com, or dennisbeard.org. Until the next time, we'll love to hear from you. Remember, we need your prayerful support and your offering by which we cannot stay on the air and do these podcasts without you, without your generous offerings. We thank you for those that are giving. God bless you, Tom. Some 30, 60, 100 fold in the name of Jesus. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.